This is the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast, a weekly show to help you prioritize your health, happiness, and well-being so that you can thrive in the classroom and in life. I'm your host, Ellen Ronalds Keane. Enjoy the podcast. Thanks for coming on the podcast. It is so great to be with you today. I'm very excited about this. I'm excited to have you here. Um, so could you tell me and the listeners a little bit about you and your teaching journey, please? I was a teacher for 19 and a half years. I began teaching when I was 23. I began right I really was not clear about what direction that I wanted to go right after high school and just the path from that time forward led me to to teach I knew that it was something that I enjoyed and I enjoyed kids and I wanted to make a difference as all teachers, all teachers do. Absolutely. And so, <laughs> so I started and things just worked out. I went to a community college at first and I actually spent a time trying to find what else there was out there that I could possibly do with my what my interests were. I went to a bigger university that was close to where I lived and was actually doing child development because I really thought I really knew that I wanted to do something with kids and got into family and consumer sciences and child development. And there was a sign on the wall about this joint program with the College of Education and was focusing on kindergarten through second grade um, emphasis and also with child development. So that seemed like a great, a great thing for me to venture into. So that's what I did. And for, I really worked hard at making teaching work for me. And I tried lots of different grades. I taught, started out actually in special education okay, and then went to, in, at the middle school, no less. And then I went to kindergarten, pre-K and first grade, which that's what my passion really was at the time because I was really, in, I just really had a desire to teach younger kids. Yeah. So then I went and I went and did that and then ended my teaching career back in special education again. <laughs> so um, it's basically been early childhood. I was in early childhood for a while and then some special education um, teaching along with that. Great. The So when you said you ended your career in special education, you mean you started out there and then tried some other things and then... Before the end of the 19 and a half years, you went back to special education. Right, right. Yes. And just um, because I think a lot of my listeners at the moment are probably Australian, they can probably hear from your accent that you're not. No, um, no. So could you explain maybe a little bit about like what kinds of American schools you were uh, working with? Was there a particular, um, for example, socioeconomic area, um, anything like that? Well, I lived pretty much, I'm from Georgia, 
and I live pretty much in a rural little community town and and I was in public education, so the schools there were for the county in which I lived. Yep. Um, and so it's a rural. I mean, it was a rural place. So a lot of the kids were lower socioeconomic to middle class. Um, there were a lot of Hispanic, more Hispanics coming in. So there was a little bit more diversity. Actually, one of my last year teaching, last year's teaching, I had the most diverse class of kids in the whole school. I had, it was, it was really neat. I mean, we were just all together and I really enjoyed that. It was really nice having that diversity and being known as the diverse teacher. That was, that was pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that is cool. That is really cool. Um, and I'm sure a lot of the a lot of the listeners would relate to some of those challenges that come along with you know the rural area and the mm-hmm. the state school or the public school um, and you know large amounts of diversity that and low socioeconomic mm-hmm. status yeah presents some particular challenges. Um, so speaking of challenges, can you talk to me a little bit about the challenges that you've experienced across your teaching career and how you how you overcame them? Hmm. I think the best thing that helped me to overcome my challenges was to be at a place where I was more aware of myself and began to open myself up to the idea of listening to what my body was telling me and to appreciate my emotions and to embrace embrace them and to realize that I needed to be my authentic self. The comparison issue with teachers and the more I developed as a teacher, I think the more intense it got, um, the comparison issue became an issue for me. And I was always, and that was the thing about being more aware of myself. I could catch myself when I was doing it and to always try to be my authentic self and to realize that I was enough and that I just had to come from a place of being myself and teaching from my heart and just continually overcoming that comparison situation was a big challenge that I over time was able to overcome. And when I got to the place where I could stop the comparison and to embrace my authenticity as a teacher, it it became a little bit, it became more enjoyable, but the pressure still, the pressure's Mm. <laughs> the pressures were still there, and when I became more aware of that, then um, it was something that I, I, in my desire for the wellness path that was I was being taken down to, that still presented a challenge for me personally. Mm. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. that leads perfectly into my next question, which is. Um, about what you're doing now. So you are an integrative nutritionist and you have a passion for health, as you said, and wellness. So you work with teachers to support their health and wellness. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? 
I am at a point right now where I am working diligently to just build relationships and to establish trust and to provide a support network for teachers all over. I have two different avenues that I'm wanting to do that online, of course, and I have a great desire to reach back, reach out to teachers in the community and just to share with them, really just to be an encouragement and a support to them at this time, because I realized how much they we didn't get that. And just to real, just the way that I felt, I just want them to know that they are enough. Yeah. And whatever I can do to support that and encourage that, that's what I'm really wanting to do right now. Just to be some positive, something positive in their lives Mm -hmm. and to know that there's somebody out there who is on their side and on their team and rooting for them. It's not about the curriculum and it's not about giving them ideas of all of these cutesy things to do. It's, it's about helping them to realize and being aware of what is going on within them to be self-aware, to pay attention to what their bodies are telling them and to not push, 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 push. It's a whole, it's a change in mindset. And so I guess I'm just trying to help teachers right now to to give them more tools and strategies for beginning to change the mindsets that will help them to create more space in everything that's going on in their brains, more space for to create more space for self-care and to take care of themselves. And I'm just right now, I'm just trying to build that idea. (laughs) Just plant that little, just plant that little seed in there somewhere that they, and just like you are just to plant it in their minds that, they deserve the right to take care of themselves. Yeah. And that's going to take some time because it's been implanted. For, <laughs> I know for me, too, it's just been implanted and you just keep practicing that mindset over and over. And so it's for me, it's just taking a long it's just going to be a long road to try to work what I can to help to undo some of those mindsets that have been built for mm. so long. And it's a patient process. I'm just trying to take it easy and trying to get in there wherever I can just to plant those seeds. So I'm just talking and sharing and just trying to build relationships and to let teachers know that they can trust me and that I am on their side. Absolutely. And so um, I know that you have a Facebook group and a website. Do you want to tell us a little bit about them? Well, my website is holisticallyhealthyteachers.com. It is definitely a work in in progress. I am beginning some online courses awesome. and I will have that I will have that posted on my website soon so that teachers can go to there. My first two programs that I'm going to do with my online courses are going to begin just uh, free. And the third one that I'm thinking about doing is what I'm going to be sharing with my workshops and presentations that I do with schools. The main way that I'm trying to help is through is through Facebook and hopefully can make connections through there. And so at Facebook at Health Coach Leanne is my Facebook page. And I also have the support group for teachers at Holistically Healthy Teachers support group on Facebook. So, yeah. 
awesome. And yeah. so um, in terms of your uh, business, so the, the integrative nutrition um, is, I think people will be curious, is food the only area that you help people or teachers with? Or oh, is it no. a broader? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> no, food is not the first thing. The thing with the integrative, this is what inspired me because I knew that it was more than just the food. It was all of the the parts of us that work together. It was the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual self and how to make them all work together. That's the reason that the name of my um, practice is holistically healthy teacher because I really believe truly in trying to create a I don't necessarily want to say balanced because I don't really know that means so many different things to to people yeah but just to realize that there are ways that whatever activities that we can that we do for ourselves that they can nourish us in all of those different ways. If we just allow, and if we make an intention for them to nourish us physically yeah. and mentally and emotionally, it doesn't matter. It, it may be food and it may be nourishing your body through the food that you eat. A lot of it is emotional and mental. And I, I like to think of self-care as a way of just small activities that we can do that we can intentionally make them, create them into more holistic activities. So when we are, if if we use the food to help us to take care of ourselves, then we can make that into a more holistic practice of thinking about ways that we can nourish ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually through what we eat. And that the whole process is a mind. It's it's the it's a change in the way that you view what you do and intentionally being aware of creating the thoughts around a holistic way of thinking about them. So yeah, yeah so I, I it's 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 all all of the thoughts that we have, we can make them, we can create them into a more of a holistic view of them if we just allow ourselves to go there and to think about it so it doesn't have to be separated by any means so we, it's we're just one we're the whole is it's all a part of us and so that's what I'm trying to create in simple and practical ways as I can uh, I I could not agree with you more that you know we are a whole person and that it's you know that that holistic view um, is really what allows us to flourish at right. home, but then at work as well. Um, exactly. So you alluded to it a little bit, but what does self-care mean to you? Self-care is about, it's, it's all about an awareness of what I need in order to, and what my body needs in order to flourish. And that is different at different times. And being able to allow myself and create space to give my body and my mind and my spirit and everything what it needs in order to be happy and healthy. And self-care, I use the analogy of the vase and the flowers I came up with that because of the quote, you can't serve from an empty vessel. 
and a vase is a vessel and the vase holds flowers. And in order for us to take care of others the way, and we, we, we both have this view, I, I know that, but in order for us to take care of others and for the flowers to flourish and to be beautiful in that vase, we have to take care of ourselves. And, and so it's a beautiful I, way to put it. Yes, because I know, especially especially women, women, and who is a group that I'm I'm really focused on. We have a ten, We just give so much to others, and I I am all about that, and I I love that. It is beautiful, and teachers teachers do do it so well. Yeah, but if we don't, if if we're not looking after ourselves and just finding ways to create self-care space for ourselves. It's just not, we, we can't give like we want to give. We may give, but at some point it's going to be detrimental to us at some point. And I just want there, I just desire for there just to be just a little bit more attention paid to ourselves because we deserve that. I mean, this is our one life, you know, that's right. So this is all we have when we want to give ourselves what we need so that we can take care of others as I know that we all want to. Absolutely. I completely agree with everything you're saying, Leanne, that is just right on point. And absolutely. I think the more of us that talk about this and you know, that that's one of the things that I'm really passionate about is, is having this conversation um, and so that individual teachers in their individual schools where maybe there's nobody around them that that is allowing, you know, giving permission to do exactly what we're talking about, take care of themselves, um, they're getting the message from somewhere. Um, and so one of my missions, I suppose, is to really help, for, you know, early career teachers, new mm-hmm. teachers uh, set themselves up for a really thriving career because at least in Australia, and I'm pretty sure it's the same in America, um, there is a really high attrition rate of early mm-hmm. career teachers, you know, a, mm-hmm. about up to about 50% leave in the first three to five years. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And workload is always cited as one of the reasons, but I, I really want to, you know, help create resources for those early career teachers so that hopefully they don't go down that burnout road. So what are your mm-hmm. top tips for early career teachers to really help them flourish? I would say, first of all, the more that they can develop self-awareness yeah, <laughs> and to find ways that they can learn as much as they can about themselves and to become aware of their stress and their anxiety levels, I would say get into some serious meditation. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Some yoga. Those practices right there that can help to keep the relaxation response activated and to decrease the level of, of cortisol and stress in your body. Find relaxing things that you can do for yourself from the very beginning of time just from the very beginning and just start just start taking care of yourselves i mean eating trying to find ways that you can eat good food and try to find some time for some exercise for yourself and and just try to find a balance there without letting teaching and everything teaching take you over yeah i would say another big thing is to find 
mentors or some other teachers that you can go to that you can share with that can give you great information just to make sure that you are around positive people who are going to build you up and encourage and support you instead of just try to stay away from negativity and those kinds of things that will zap your energy right out. <laughs> so true. Those are the biggest tips that that I can I can give. I love and, that. Yeah. I love that. And because that, I think the self-awareness, has, it's come up a number of times in interviews now actually and it's, it's probably the first step. You know, if you're not, definitely. If you're not self-aware, you, you may not be tuned into realising which people are actually zapping your energy and are um, the ones that you probably might want to avoid on a bad day compared to the ones who build you up and make you, you know, feel better exactly. at the end of a bad day. Exactly. I'm, that's where it all starts. That's where it all starts and I, that's what I'm trying to start with right now is helping us all to build more self-awareness and to pay attention to our bodies and what it's telling us if we'll just listen so yeah that's where it all starts so true um and I don't know if you've seen it but I last year I made an infographic you know and all the letters of self-care were uh, a different um you know a different action and the s was self-awareness and Mm -hmm. you know because I i completely agree with you I believe if we don't have that we're not we're not going to be very effective because Mm-mm. what works for me today doesn't necessarily work for me tomorrow and what you know what I need isn't necessarily what you need and so there isn't a one-size-fits-all and we have to have that self-awareness in order right. to actually figure out exactly like you said what self-care you know listen to our body what do we actually need right and I think that's a great thing to teach our kids too I mean, and if they're seeing that we're doing that and if we're really paying attention and taking care of ourselves, I think that's a great thing to share with other people too is, is, and to model that. I, I, I agree. I agree. And I think the more of that in our, you know, the more of that we could have in our world, you know, what a beautiful place we could create. I agree. Mm. I agree. Um, you're speaking my language. <laughs> Even with your beautiful southern accent, I love it. Um, oh yes, yes. So yes. I think that's I a, love it. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful place to leave it. But before you go, can um, can you tell the listeners where to find you, Leanne? Yes. Um, like I said, I'm on a great way to get in touch with me is through Facebook. You can message me there at Health Coach Leanne. Um, email me at Holistically Healthy Teachers at gmail.com. I have a newsletter that you can sign up for on my website at holistically-healthy-teachers.com. I'm trying to think if there's, can you think, I think that's about. Your Instagram. Oh, Instagram. That's how we met. Yeah, that's right. And that's holistically.healthy.teachers, I think. I think if you search holistically healthy teachers, it'll come up anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so awesome. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Leanne. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. And yeah, uh, that was awesome. I, I follow you on Facebook and Instagram, and you know, I love what you say. So I think everybody should. Well, well, thank you very much. And I just want teachers just to take care of themselves, and that that that's it i've lived it i've experienced it and that is my desire 
just to help do whatever I can for them to take care of them because they so deserve it. They so deserve it. And you so deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. It's a beautiful place to leave it. Thank you, Leanne. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. If you've enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe in your chosen podcast player so you don't miss an episode. I'd love it also if you would leave a rating and review in iTunes and share it with your friends. This really helps the podcast reach more people and together we can spread the message of teacher wellbeing to create thriving school communities. Show notes for this episode can be found at selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash podcast. You can also find me at facebook.com forward slash selfcareforteachers and on Instagram my handle is at selfcareforteachers. So come along and follow me there.